Well, it'll just be you, me, and Nick. Spencer, you always get all the answers. Colin McLaughlin, this is literally the sports doctor, guys. It's time for the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Let's mix it up with a breakdown of some local, regional, and national sports with Spencer Dupuis, Nick Verzellini, and Colin McLaughlin. Good afternoon and welcome into this Thursday, April 6th edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Spencer, Nick, and Colin, happy to have you with us here. Brought to you in part by the Brown Funeral Home and Cremations, Robert Fields and Sons, a family-owned full-service funeral home that has probably served our area since 1880. Nick is back in the fold today. And uh, we got some EPAC baseball and softball to talk about here, uh, but uh, it's a nice we're Kind of getting into some nice weather, guys. It's supposed to rain maybe a storm this afternoon, but uh, nice weather. We were out uh, yesterday recording a, a, a commercial. Colin and I were on uh, Locust Hill Golf Course, but a nice day and uh, ready for spring to be in full swing. I was going to say it kind of feels like we went past spring and are into summer now for yeah, uh, how could, warm and nice it's say been that. this week. And hopefully that rain uh, stays away so that we're able to have um, our athletic events on hand tonight including a uh, softball unless that's the text that i'm getting now but it's not so we're all good as of right now at least for some high school softball between spring mills and jefferson tonight yeah it's uh there's some says 30 percent chance of storms at 6 and 7 p.m with 40 percent at 5 p.m but other than that it should be a good day 77 degrees outside right now uh, but let's look back at some uh, high school baseball from yesterday. Martinsburg fell to Allegheny in Maryland 6-2. The Bulldogs are now 6-4 and on the season. Uh, Hedgesville, they knocked off Berkeley Springs 13-3 in five innings. Gage Gano went 2-for-3 at the plate with five RBIs. He had an inside-the-park home run. The Eagles leading the way here when it comes to records at 10-3. and Washington used a three-run second inning to beat Broad Run out of Virginia 4-1. to Josh McCarthy... Got the win on the mound, giving up one run over five innings while striking out six. The Patriots now sit at five and six, and it's good to see them get the win. And uh, it seems to be, you know, Brandon Dunbar giving a day off yesterday. Hopefully he is fine. Uh, but uh, they come back after that loss they had at Hedgesville, an emotional loss that they had at Hedgesville. But uh, Hedgesville, not surprisingly, beat uh berkeley springs and then martinsburg fell to a tough uh, allegheny team in maryland well i think for washington that's a really important win for them because of the fact that even though it's a non-conference game you know you were sitting there and you lost dunbar in that game against hedgesville you lost um clem for the next two games after this he suspended three games total due to being ejected and, of course, we know Colin Reed's dealing with an injury. So, you know, they're down a lot of their pitching. They're down a lot of their key role players or, or key hitters, I should say, in the lineup. Uh, so this is a team right now where you would kind of doubt what they would be able to do, but they found a way to fight through all that adversity and respond and get a win after a really disappointing loss to Hedgesville um, that they should have won that game. Really looking back on it, they outplayed Hedgesville until the sixth inning, uh, and you know let it slip. So while you obviously want to win your EPAC games, um, to come back the night after that and get a win over a solid team um, is you know good for Washington, and we'll see if they can find some consistency uh, because that's kind of been the story so far this season. Very up and down year for the Patriots. 
Yeah, it's a good thing that they were able to bounce back. We talked about it a little bit yesterday on the potential for a slippery slope or a slump, whatever terminology you want to use for them after that tough loss and the way the cards were being dealt to them with a few uh, injuries in the ejection. So the fact that they were able to bounce back and get a win to hopefully uh, give them a little boost for the rest of the week before Middle Beach. Yeah, and uh, you know that was a, it's a good broad run team out of Virginia. I believe I looked on their game changer, and uh, they beat some pretty good teams out there in Virginia. So uh, it's you know it's good to see. Let me just double check before, before I mention exactly. Um, they uh, they beat uh, Loudoun County of Virginia. Always a good team. Briar Woods they beat, and uh, Briar Woods I believe played Musselman. I want to say I could be off point on that but i want to say they played muscleman let me double check here yeah they did and muscleman fell 10 to 2 so definitely you know playing those teams out of northern virginia helps them because they've got a lot of talent out there in the baseball uh diamond but looking at hedgesville with that uh 13 to 3 victory over berkeley springs uh pretty much expected but uh you know as i heard coach uh coach grove say he was gonna give some guys some days off and uh you know, you look at the very bottom of the lineup, Gage Gano, he, he pretty much impressed there with those five RBIs of the nine team RBIs. Um, you know, you gave some time on the mound. Braylon Connor pitched four innings, seven hits, gave up three runs, two were earned, five strikeouts. Ian Wolf came in for that, uh, or four innings, and Ian Wolf came in for the fifth inning. Uh, but uh, overall, you know, good good night. DHing was Jackson Ruest. He went one for two with two RBIs. So, you know, getting the guys their plate appearances while also getting them some rest. Hedgesville's a good team. I think there's you know, little doubt about that. They seem to really be finding the right combinations to throw out there against certain opponents. You're able to give your your top guys off, and you still get a really good performance out on the mound from Braylon Connor. Um, so you you have Lane DeLauder available for Friday night. You have Rest available as well, even though uh, he just pitched the other night against Washington in relief. So. You know, against Martinsburg and against your EPAC teams, Hedgesville is set up for success. And in the non-conference games, you don't see any drop-off in their pitching. So if you had to go to a guy like Braylon Connor or Gage Cano uh, out there on the mound in an EPAC game, you have pretty good trust in them because they've proven uh, in non-conference that they can be, you know, really dominant or be uh, at least very competitive out there. So. Uh, definitely a talented team. I don't know, again, do they have as much depth as Musselman? You don't think so, but I still think they have a team that if, uh, you know, they keep playing like this and, you know, they're hot going into the sectional tournament, they could pull off an upset and get past Musselman and Martinsburg. And uh, you wouldn't be super shocked because they're not too far behind a team like Musselman. So this is a really good Hedgesville team. I'm excited to see what they do throughout the season, but I think Coach Grove has really gotten a good feel for how to play his lineup and how to use his pitchers. Yeah, I like this uh, Hedgesville team, and I agree. They have a very good team and a lot of depth in the fact that Coach Grove was able to trust his team and be comfortable enough to allow some guys to rest against Berkeley Springs, and his team proved him right that he's – okay of being comfortable with that because of how much depth they have and were able to jump out to an early 6 nothing lead to start the game off in the first inning just shows that and then tack on four more and then finish it off in the fifth inning to get a 10-run rule victory. It just proves uh, 
his thought process of allowing guys to rest, rest the arms, rest the bats, and not really overlook Berkeley Springs because they still got the job done, but give time off to the guys that deserve it, excuse me, to get ready for tomorrow's game against Martinsburg. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And uh, one game in action today in EPAC baseball. It's a uh, matinee afternoon affair between Spring Mills as they host Musselman. Uh, that should be a good one. And, uh, you know, Musselman obviously feeding off what they've been able to do these last couple of weeks. And Spring Mills, an up-and-coming team that looked better than they have than they did all of last year. I believe already one more win over the win total they had last year. Right. And, you know, it's still going to be a big challenge. I don't – I think Bromwell's out right now, so you don't have him available to pitch. Uh, and as we know, Musselman can really throw out any of their guys, and they have about four or five, six guys that can that could be you know the ace on some of the EPAC teams if they were not playing at Musselman. So you know, it's definitely a, a tough matchup, I think, for Spring Mills. But they already knocked them off once, so that's going to be in the back of Musselman's mind, knowing that. Hey, we fell this team once. We don't really want there to be any doubt because I know, you know, we talk about this side of the section in Berkeley County, and Spring Mills is definitely the team that's overlooked out um, because Martinsburg has the tradition. Uh, you know, Musselman and Hedgesville have the experience. And then there's the Cardinals who do have a win over Musselman, have been competitive at times with the other schools, uh, and you can't really count them out completely, but. Uh, Musselman certainly is not going to overlook them this time. I would expect them to go out there and, and dominate this one, especially if Bromwell's not able to go yet. Um, you know, I just think they have too much talent and too much experience for a team like Spring Mills, who's kind of young and still developing. They're a lot better than they were last year, but still not quite, I don't think, there yet to compete consistently with a team like Musselman. But, I mean, you never know. That's why they play the games in EPAC baseball. It's usually a close one. It's usually a lot of drama and usually a, a very fun atmosphere. So we'll see if Spring Mills can put up a better fight and, and and get another win over Musselman, which would really shake things up because if you would have told any of us that Spring Mills would be 2-0 and against the Appleman this year in the regular yeah. season, none of us would have thought that. So you know, we'll see how it plays out. We will see how it plays out. We'll be able to break that down for you on the EPAC baseball softball roundup on the game later on tonight yep. as that game should be concluded by the time they're on air for the pregame coverage. Other softball action tonight. Believe, let me look. I believe we've got some Hedgesville softball action. They take on St. James this afternoon at 4.30. Moving as we move over to softball um other games tonight just one other washington at musselman washington at musselman and then the game that uh they'll have that we'll have tonight on our airwaves is spring mills hosting jefferson pregame coverage begins at 5 40 with first pitch set for 6 p.m and these two teams did battle the other day and it was a 13 to 5 victory for jefferson over spring mills and a uh <clears throat> excuse me great day at the plate for a lot of players on spring or excuse me on Jefferson, three for four day for Dalton with two RBIs, two for four day for Harris with two RBIs, two RBI day from Cowan on the mound, LaGreco went six innings, five hits, five runs, four earned and eleven strikeouts on hundred and four pitches. But uh, you know, uh, they see each other a couple days apart. Do you wonder if Spring Mills might be able to take advantage of some stuff they saw the other day? Or will Jefferson just continue to blow them out of the water? 
I don't know yet, obviously, because the game hasn't been played, but you also got to take into account, will they make any changes? Will we see Lo Greco pitch again for Jefferson, or do they decide to allow Becca Munslow to do so, who we've seen pitch? Haven't got to see uh, Spring Mills yet, so we don't know what they're going to do, but ultimately it was a competitive game until that sixth inning. That that was the difference in which Jefferson was able to score seven runs, get the eight-run uh, mercy rule win, as the rule is for high school softball, if yet are up by eight in the sixth, the game ends. It's not just a consistent 10-run rule from the fifth on like you see in high school baseball. It's different. It's 15 after, I believe, four, maybe even 20 after three. I'm not 100% positive on that. Then it goes from 10 to eight. So Jefferson, we know, defending state champions on paper, the better team. But Spring Mills has had a really good season so far, and I, I do agree with you a little bit, but I don't know how much potentially, Spencer, I think playing them two days ago will help. Yeah, I would tend to agree with that one. Nick, any take on that? Well, I was going to say that Spring Mills, you know, he talked about how the baseball team has made a big jump this year in terms of improving the softball team even more so. Uh, last year they were 9-21, and and they're 7-3 and to start this season. So, uh, you know, they've already made a lot of good strides. Maybe not quite there that they can beat a team like Jefferson, uh, who we know has a ton of talent. You know, really good pitching, really good lineup as well. But they've made a lot of strides. They're definitely a better team than they were last year, and um, they have some really winnable games coming up. So, you know, this game against Jefferson, maybe you build that momentum, maybe even pull off a big upset. You are playing at home. Uh, you've seen this team once this year. I would think that you're going to see a different pitcher because they already saw uh, LaGreco, is that how you say it? LaGreco, yeah. Yeah. So you already saw her, so I would think Munzlo is probably going to pitch today. But, um, you know, we'll see how it plays out. I think that with St. James on the schedule the next two games, you got a chance to win both of those ones, and that would tie your season win total from last year. Uh, still very early in the season. So Spring Mills has definitely improved quite a bit. Maybe they go out there and they pull off an upset here today against Jefferson. Uh, but the Cougars do look like, you know, the best team again in this area, at least through the early season. Yeah. Definitely, and again tonight we'll have Spring Mills Jefferson pregame coverage at 5.40 p.m. First pitch at 4.6 p.m. That'll do it for this segment of the Sports Mix brought to you in part. Pull this up, believe, by Parsons Ford. Kent Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. They became number one by making you number one first. Go to ParsonsFord.com for more on the side of this break. The Masters has begun. We'll talk about the Masters and players within the masters tiger woods is this could this finally be rory's year we'll talk about that after this two minute break you're tuned in the sports mix on talk radio wrnr and tv 10 back in two with four new car dealerships and four used car dealerships in three states parsons is the largest used car and fastest growing new car dealer in the tri-state area take parsons ford with huge savings on hundreds of new fords financing from zero percent parsons goal of financing for all and parsons famous above market trade-in allowances that help make parsons number one for used cars too see why so many won't buy anywhere but parsons ford in martinsburg we became number one by making you number one first parsons 
If you or someone you know suffers from the disease of addiction, help is available from the Berkeley County Quick Response Team with peer recovery coaches and support promptly to the homes of those who've recently experienced an overdose. This collective effort towards recovery brings resources and services to the community, including naloxone and treatment options. Call 304-267-1313 or visit the Berkeley County Recovery Resource Center, 400 West Stevens Street, Martinsburg. The Berkeley County Quick Response Team is funded through a DHHR grant with the Berkeley Morgan County Health Department. Ever try to collect on an insurance claim? Perhaps a homeowner's claim, auto accident, or fire? Insurance companies collect money from you for protection should something bad happen. And when it does, they don't want to pay or they offer too little. At Mansion Ferretti, we have an attorney who worked defending insurance companies and knows all the dirty tricks they play to deny or lowball your claim. Call us today for help in getting what you really deserve. Mansion Ferretti, when you need justice. Catch the excitement of the West Virginia High School baseball and softball seasons on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Hit it into left field and that'll drop. Coming around is Sifford and the ball is going to slow up and he's going to score and Martinsburg's going to walk it off and get the win. We have over 25 games scheduled featuring the schools in the Eastern Panhandle Athletic Conference. Every game will be live right here on Talk Radio WRNR, TV 10, and our WRNR TV YouTube page. You're tuned into the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Before we get into uh, the Masters talk, I want to give out the schedule as we've made the schedule for next week at Myrtle Beach. I kind of said it yesterday, but I didn't have the exact part of the schedule written down. I kind of just went off of the games that were there, and uh, it's more formally put together now as uh, let me pull up the email with the schedule here, and that'll start Tuesday. We'll have Martinsburg versus Archbishop Malloy out of New York at 3 p.m. That'll be at Georgetown at the uh, historic Mike Johnson Park. That's set for 3 p.m., and then later on, Washington's set to take on Wakama at 5.30. We'll try to get to that game. Maybe we'll be lucky enough to get there before it starts, if not in progress, unless it's like in the third or fourth inning. We're not going to get in there. It just depends on how long that game takes to the 15-minute drive from historic Mike Johnson Park to Wakama High School. Then on Wednesday, we'll have Hedgesville versus Princeton at 12.30. That's at Anor High School. And then Martinsburg versus Georgetown at 7.30 at Historic Mike Johnson Park. Then Thursday, we'll have Jefferson versus High Point Academy, 11.30 a.m. at Myrtle Beach High School. Um, Then on Thursday, we'll also have Martinsburg versus Shady Spring at 4.30. Shady Spring, the team out of West Virginia there at Beckley. They'll take on each other at 4.30 at the Historic Mike Johnson Park. We'll stay at Mike Johnson Park for Washington versus Georgetown. That's slated for 7 p.m. And then Friday and Saturday will be based upon what happens Thursday, or I guess Tuesday or Wednesday through Tuesday through Thursday. They'll or Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday they'll seed after those games. We'll figure that out what we're doing on Friday and potentially Saturday, but we won't know Saturday until Friday after those games. Usually not until like eight o'clock. Remember last year, yeah. we're sitting at <laughs> we're sitting at dinner and I was texting every coach trying to figure out when their games were. 
but uh, it should be fun next week. It's always fun. You get to see all the teams, get to compete against teams that they're not used to uh, playing, get to see some different talent from different areas, not only uh, in South Carolina, but also even some in uh, West Virginia this year too so it's going to be a lot of fun and had to go all the way to, to the south trip. carolina to take on it, each it other. happens it happens but that's all right yeah it's warmer weather can't complain nick you excited yeah but it may not be it. warmer weather colin because it's about the same probably <laughs> maybe i mean i don't know let's, let's look i was looking it's gonna be like know. 60s 70s 80s I, i'll take it still it's warmer weather than we usually have here. How I'm about that? Here. This is record high, so. It'll be 71 on Tuesday, warming. 76, 75, 74, and then 72 next Saturday. Yeah, so, I mean, global about warming the same. has caused this issue here, Colin. <laughs> We're having warmer weather now than we have ever had. I appreciate your activism over there. Yeah, I mean, I'm not really doing anything to fix it. I should, but, you know, I'm not. All right, speaking Forward of that. yeah, speaking of warmer weather... Uh, down in Augusta, Georgia, the Augusta National Golf Club, as uh, the Masters has begun this morning, saw Tiger tee off. Uh, and they had that on ESPN proper earlier today. Got to watch that. Uh, but uh, we'll look down at the leaderboard right now. It looks like uh, Shane Lowry currently has the lead three under par through seven. Uh, Cam Young also three under par. He is through five. Uh, or excuse me, did, did it just change once again? Or Let me see here. It's constantly changing. That's true. Excuse me, I was wrong with Cameo. So the second also at three under par through seven is Victor Hovland. He is my favorite golfer from Norway. (laughs) Um, Is he really? uh, Patrick Reed at two under par through ten. Adam Scott, two under par through seven. Cam Young tied for third at two under par through six. That's kind of just leaders right now. I'm going to go try and find... Why Victor Hovland? Yeah. yeah, why Victor Hovland? You know, really good swing. <laughs> Takes the game super serious. He knows, you know, how to play the greens really well. I like him. I like his, I like his chances. I'm trying to, to find win what Tiger the first Woods day. How do you spell his name? Hovland. It's pretty easy. H O V Land. What about his first name? I don't remember. Victor? Yeah. It's like with a K, right? V I K T O R. All right. I wanted to stump you so badly, but did I actually get both of those? Yes, <laughs> yeah, you did. Wow. I'm trying to find Tiger Woods. I had to Tiger go Woods. after you for it, but you won. Good Tiger job. Woods currently sitting at three over through seven. Oh no! Uh, some people scheduled to uh, tee off here later on. Twelve forty-eight. Zach Johnson, Jason Day, also at twelve forty-eight. Uh, Fitzpatrick at one twenty-four. Scheffler, Scotty Scheffler, who Fitzpatrick. What? Why not? Ryan Fitzpatrick? Who's no. Fitzpatrick? Uh, Scotty Scheffler, last year's yeah. winner, will go at 136. Roy McElroy at 148. Jordan Spieth at 2 p.m. Uh, along with Tom Fleetwood at 2 p.m. Uh, those are just some of the notables that are going to be in the Masters. Dustin Johnson at 112. Uh, but uh, it's always great to watch the Masters, guys. Uh, Nick, not too much of a golf fan, but it's kind of just like this is how we know spring has begun. No, it is a nice start to spring. Uh, it's a beautiful golf course, right? It's the Masters. It's yeah. the classic, whatever you want to call it. And even though not everybody's a big fan of golf, or unless it's Tiger Woods, which he's in, but struggling, maybe some people are just a fan of him and will watch because there's probably not many times left that you can do so. But 
looking at the uh, Vegas odds right now. So your favorite is Scotty Scheffler at plus 500 to Who win. Who won the tournament last year? Rory McIlroy at plus 700. Plus 700 for a guy that's never won the Masters. John Ram at plus 900. Jordan Spieth at plus 1600. So we'll have Victor to see. Hovland. It's only day one. I didn't see him in the top ten. I'm well, sorry. He's winning he's right now. So. But we'll see. It. I mean, it's different, right? I, we were, or you guys were talking off the air, though, and something that's, and I'd have to, I've heard about it, but I think it's because just of how historical it is, how cheap some things are there at uh, yeah, what was Masters the, and Augusta. I don't understand what that was about. You can get a chicken sandwich for $3. I like it. I mean, it, You can get beer for $5. Yeah, let's do it one year, maybe. Why not? I don't know how expensive tickets are. Let's compared do it to one year. Once we you got get there. That's probably why, though. That's probably why it's so cheap, because it, tickets are so expensive. You know, Victor Hovland uh, went to Oklahoma State, so he's a Big 12 guy, so you must like him, Colin. No. You love the Big 12. I do, but... Best golf More conference. for West Virginia. Is it? Yeah. Okay. If Victor Hovland went there, and he's winning the Masters, that makes it the best golf conference. I like the sound of that. You got to talk to the Big Twelve. Tell them to promote that, not just basketball. as much as four thousand yeah. dollars for a final round Masters ticket. So there you go. Not too bad. Explains why food needs to be cheap. Yeah, but look, I'm going to bring this up because we talked about it, and I'm waiting to hear Nick's response here. The Super Bowl; those tickets are outrageous. You're still paying out the butt for a beer at the Super Bowl. Well, I wonder too how many people are buying food at the Masters because you got to like walk a lot while you're watching it. That's true. So, you know, do you want to walk and, and dog? Also, does the golf course, I wonder, get the revenue for the tickets along with the food? So for the Super Bowl, isn't it the NFL that probably gets that ticket money? I probably, I don't know. Which means the food needs to be expensive so that the stadium can get that? I, I don't know. It just makes sense in my head. That's why I'm saying it. If you disagree, disagree. I don't know. I never really considered the price of concessions at the Masters or the Super Bowl to be a topic on this show. but Because we haven't been to either one. <laughs> True. I don't know. I feel like the Masters, though, are like you've got to go one time. You've got to yes. find somehow, some way. And it's something Victor that, Hovland now as is a sports back fan, I think you have to do. Like, hey, Victor Hovland now do. has the, the secure lead, according to the Golf Channel, as we're watching right now. It's day one. Uh, he's got the lead upright with one by one. He is now sitting at four under par. What are you going to do if he wins, Nick? You put money on him now since he's your favorite golfer? Well, if you put money on him now, it's not going to be as much anymore. I don't know what the uh, live odds are. Still know. only day one, so it might not be too bad. Colin, how's the gambling in these win. days? How's bad. the sports betting? Bad. That's why I retired. It's bad. That's why I retired. I no longer sports gamble. Unless uh, somebody, unless somebody wants to come out and uh, give us a, a, a package here, a, you know, a sponsorship package. If you want to do that, yeah, I will give us start. A code. Give us a code. We'll start. Give us your again. money and we'll gamble it. <laughs> I didn't say that, uh, but the Masters, obviously, you know, I kind of like how. I don't know what I, exactly where I was going to go on this, but uh, ESPN gets part of the rights, and then CBS gets part of the rights. I do like that you can watch certain cams on ESPN Plus. You can watch yeah. Amen Corner. You can do all that, uh, and then the final round being on CBS with Jim Nance, who uh, it's a pretty big week for him as he finished his, his last Final Four national championship, and then he's going to call uh, the 
the Masters, but I do mean, we know if this is his last Masters? No, as well? I think no? he's just stepping back from basketball. Okay. Is from what I read, but uh, yeah, the Masters tournament taking place uh, began earlier today, and it will go through Sunday. Should be a fun time as always. Uh, but that will do it for this segment of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by Rossini's Home Store, not just an appliance store any longer. Captain's Designer Bedding, Outdoor Living, and his family owned and operated right here in Martinsburg at 360 Hack Wilson Way. You can go to Orsinis.com for more. On the other side of this break, we'll talk baseball. Nationals, unfortunately, could not salvage a game yesterday. Orioles were supposed to have their home opener today. They've postponed that. Shohei Otani breaks or sets and breaks or, or sets his own record, I guess you would say, with this new pitch clock. We'll talk about that after this two-minute break. You're tuned in the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10 back in two minutes. Hi, this is Lauren from Orsini's right here in Martinsburg. Grilling is not just for the boys. We are a platinum Traeger dealer carrying the Pro Series all the way up to the Timberline Series. We have every flavor of wood pellets along with accessories, rubs, sauces, not just Traeger, we carry Utz, Meat Church, Lanes, and Dizzy Pig. We also carry a full line of Yeti products. Orsini's has everything to complete your backyard. Visit us at 360 Hack Wilson Way or at Orsini's.com. April is National Donate Life Month. WVU Medicine is joining the effort to raise awareness for organ donation. Did you know that more than 100,000 people are waiting for life-saving organ transplants? One donor can save up to nine people through organ donation, provide sight for two people through cornea donation, and restore health for more than 150 people through tissue donation. Join WVU Medicine and help spread awareness about the gift of donation. And if you haven't registered, visit registerme.org. Shenandoah Community Health continues to offer COVID vaccinations and clinics each Saturday throughout the Martinsburg and Winchester areas. The COVID vaccinations and boosters are free to anybody age 12 and up. To find out more, call 304-263-4999 or visit Shenandoah Community Health's website. Get your COVID vaccination or booster free to anybody age 12 and up at any of the Saturday clinics hosted by Shenandoah Community Health in the Martinsburg and Winchester areas. Call 304-263-4999 today. Jambo Construction and Fencing Company, LLC, is a veteran-owned and operated company right here in the eastern panhandle of West Virginia that specializes in decks, fencing, and hardscaping. Find us on Facebook at Jambo Construction and Fencing to see more of the projects we've completed. For a free estimate, you can call Bo Bartley at 304-268-5452 or Jamie Gall at 304-279-5053. We are licensed and insured in the state of West Virginia, and as Martinsburg alums, we say, Go Bulldogs! You're tuned into the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740 and TV 10. Welcome back into this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Spencer, Nick, and Colin, happy to have you with us here as we talk some baseball. The Nationals, they fell yesterday in their series finale with the Rays as they got swept. Could not salvage a game. Not a great game for the Nationals. This is what to be expected all year long. But it wasn't too bad of a game for the most part, Colin. We were listening to part of it on our way out to Locust Hill yesterday. Uh, but it was really that sixth inning that did them in as they gave up three runs. It was a it was a 2-2 game, really. Or a 3-2 game. They were down one. You know, kind of there. But guess who was on the mound, Nick? 
Take All a right. guess who's on the mound Patrick for the Nets. Corbin. Yes. Once again, Patrick Corbin on the mound. He uh, gave up six runs through six innings, three strikeouts, gave up two homers as well. Uh, not a great day for the Nationals, but they fall there currently now, sit at one and five. They'll begin a four-game set with the Colorado Rockies in Colorado this afternoon. 4-10 first pitch. We'll have that game for you uh, for the most part of it, I guess an hour and 30 minutes of it, uh, until we'll go over to softball. But 4-10 is the first pitch. 3-40 is when you can catch the airtime from the Nationals Radio Network. Then it'll be tomorrow at 8-40. And then Friday, for Saturday at 8-40 and 3-10 on Sunday as uh, Trip Tobin makes an appearance here as uh, – He's sitting in the back studio. I don't know uh, what he's doing. He wanted something, and I didn't realize we were going to be on the air when he got here. No. Uh, but uh, let's talk. Uh, let's talk o- Orioles. Grayson Rodriguez makes his debut yesterday. He did. Yeah, and he pitched. Uh, he pitched all right. Um, definitely had some good moments. Had some tough moments out there, but started off kind of rough, and then after that, he looked really good. So. Um, I was pretty impressed. I'm hoping that they keep him in the rotation. I know the original reason maybe for him being called up was Kyle Bradish going down with the injury the other night. So uh, I would definitely keep him in. I thought even though he struggled in spring training, he really looked good out there for the most part. And um, unfortunately, you know, the Orioles couldn't find a way to get a win. or But they did come back from 2 nothing, and were getting no hit early on from DeGrom. So... There were some bright spots, but... Uh, Tough matchup, pitching-wise, for your first game. Yeah. Yeah, I think, uh, though, Grayson has definitely earned a spot because I don't see any reason now not to keep him up in the majors and keep him in the rotation. Yeah, I mean, I, even though he gave up two runs in the first inning, you got to take after that. He was able to respond, get the nerves out of him, pitch four scoreless innings, striking out five, only giving up four hits. A guy... His big league debut on the road in his uh, home state, so that even adds a lot more nerves playing in front of his family, the emotion of it all, and he was able to handle himself. It ultimately, though, came down to the bullpen, right? I mean, that's what's been the struggle in the uh, three times now that Baltimore has lost a game. The offense was able to respond. Obviously, you want to score more than two runs and get the win, but they were able to bounce back anyway after they took Rodriguez out, tie the game up at to all and then the bullpen was the difference for texas their bullpen shut out baltimore and for baltimore their bullpen gave up three runs so you finally get a day off uh get the be at home now in front of some fans the team a reverse still, day off exactly it's a reverse day off they were supposed to be playing today but with the incoming weather forecast that they had they changed uh opening day to friday instead and of today so that is why the um, MLB does this. That's true. They give that day off for the home openers because they don't want to have a doubleheader for your opening days. Yeah. So they give you that extra day in hopes that if you have to move, then you have to move to the next day. Uh, but the Orioles, they'll be back in action tomorrow. No game tonight. Yeah, I mean, overall, I actually am very happy that they moved the game to Friday because uh, opposed to having to uh, – you know, start the season or start the home stretch after going all the way from Texas to back to Baltimore and then have to quickly turn around and play the Yankees. I'd much rather have a day off for the team. It's true. All right. Uh, we'll move on now to some national headlines in baseball. Angels two-way star Shohei Otani was called for a pitch clock violation 
on the mound and at the plate Wednesday while earning his first win of the season, driving in a run. Sets a record for to being able to do that, and nobody else for a foreseeable future will be able to. I mean, unless, unless the he pitcher gets, has to pinch hit for some reason. Yeah, that, that's unless really that happens. It. Or there'll be another guy that can do what Otani can do. That's true. Or we see an infielder have to pitch because it's blowout and he already had a pitch clock violation while hitting, and then he has to go on the mound and pitch and gets a violation. So that's probably a more likely scenario than a pitcher other than Otani hitting, in my mind, this year. Yeah, this year. So it's definitely funny, but he still had a great performance. I believe he had an RBI. He struck out eight, and he's the – best player in the MLB right everybody's in agreement with that and his two starts have been pretty solid so far but I can't remember if they won in this one they did not they did I think in his first start even though he had struck out 10 they still lost 2-1 so better for him yeah uh what's this Tatis thing that's going on Nick were you telling us that no I was telling you it's uh I guess since he's suspended 80 games in the MLB he's getting a steroid rehab whatever you want to call it in triple a and he hit a home run was going around the bases uh obviously to booze because people nowadays uh with the steroids and everything you're a cheater it's not the steroid era so he's on a rehab assignment he's not acceptable but yeah he's on a rehab assignment from the injury that he had last year where he got caught doing steroids mm -hmm. during the injury and the uh pitcher on the opposing team obviously frustrated that he had to go up against him give up a homer decides to quote tweet the uh home run highlight and he says cheater and rehab start hits a home run or something like yeah, that cheater hits home run on rehab assignment call him during out steroids he's suspension. frustrated that he has to go up against what he dubs a cheater and i, I guess it is now right Pitch it's not brother? the steroid era anymore but yeah it, it's childish yeah. on that side in my mind Pretty interesting. All right. Well, that will do it for this segment of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by Hagerstown Ford, revolutionizing the car buying experience. Go to HagerstownFord.com for more on the side of this break. We'll wrap things up. A little NBA talk season coming to an end, regular season coming to an end very soon. Uh, Dan Snyder has a target date set for bids out for when he's going to accept a bid for his team. Plus, a Ravens GM said it's possible for the Ravens to pick a quarterback in round one. We'll talk about that when we wrap things up after this two-minute break or tune in the Sports Mix. On Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10, back in two minutes. My thoughts to bark like hounds, I focus on my breathing. This is Eric at Hagerstown Ford. Over the last decade, the way we buy things have evolved. Now, you get on your phone, click Want It, and it shows up at your front door. At Hagerstown Ford, it is that convenient. We've changed the car buying experience on the I-81 corridor forever. And with a return policy better than Walmart, there's absolutely no reason to buy a newer used car, truck, or SUV anywhere else. Just like Amazon, Hagerstown Ford will deliver the vehicle to you, where you are, and on your time. And if you don't want it, return it, no questions asked. Why waste your time at a car dealership playing the dumb back-and-forth games? Besides, we hate it more than you do. I assure you, no dealership from Winchester, Virginia to Washington, D.C. will beat our price. No dealership from Chambersburg, Pennsylvania to Baltimore, Maryland will beat our price. And no other dealership will allow you to return it if you don't. Hagerstown Ford absolutely provides the best experience at the best price. Visit HagerstownFord.com to schedule your VIP experience. Click on the vehicle you want and get your new ride delivered to you at no risk. See dealer for details. 
the Palace Lounge in Martinsburg is the place to be. Join us every night to relax and enjoy football or basketball games featuring either the Martinsburg Bulldogs, Shepherd University Rams, or West Virginia Mountaineers. We will have steak night every Wednesday, trip nights every Thursday, and now taco and margarita nights every Tuesday. You can find us on Facebook or call 304-267-7520. The Palace Lounge is located at 1350 Edwin Miller Boulevard in Martinsburg. At the Berkeley County Health Department, our motto is prevent, promote, protect. Since 1935, our mission has been to provide clinical and environmental services to protect the health of the general public. We're committed to building public health in our community by offering a wide range of services, including blood pressure screening, breast and cervical screening, family planning, counseling, lab testing, and more. We perform health inspections to make sure the restaurants you visit are clean, and we prepare and coordinate plans to respond to all hazards. The Berkeley County Health Department, 122 Waverly Court, Martinsburg. Now, back to the sports mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Spencer, Nick, and Colin, happy to have you with us here. Segment sponsored in part by the Mayor's Group of Ameriprise Financial Advisors, John Everson and Phil McCoy. Stop by 7, excuse me, 1270 Winchester Avenue in Martinsburg or call 304-263-4343. Just got a visit from uh, Trip Tobin. So he'll be out at the Spring Mills Musselman matinee game getting some interviews for us we'll have him on the show tomorrow and uh talk you'll talk you'll catch up with him before the uh spring mills jefferson softball game later on today uh but let's wrap up this show talk some nba talk here is the regular season coming to an end this sunday guys the 82 game regular season is over only really uh, you know like 20 max more games on the left on the season Uh, and the time slots for sunday are one and three thirty, so most of the you know all the games will be done by seven o'clock, and uh, they'll all be happening almost all at the same time. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm just trying to look at who all has locked up uh, seating so far because I know at least in the East, Milwaukee uh, has the one seat in the East and also the one seat overall. So if they're able to make it to the finals they'd have a home court advantage in the finals boston now the two seed i think uh philly has the three right now cleveland has the four i don't know if that can flip knicks have the five nets have the six and then the play-ins right now are miami atlanta toronto and the bulls for the west i think denver it looks like has uh gotten the one seed officially memphis right behind them two and a half games back i don't think they can pass them dallas and utah so. still alive for the play-in tournament um but uh that's in the west but really you know your spots are kind of still alive like fifth and sixth still alive and then the seven through ten still placement wise is alive and if you're in seven through ten you could still fall out and not be in the tournament at all in the in the west but in, in the, the west east with- in the East, the teams that will make the playoffs are set. Uh, one through five is set. And then basically your last regular seeded team uh, is probably between is, bless you, bless you. between the Nets and the Heat. Yeah. So. But, I mean, that one matters because obviously you don't want to have to play in the yeah. play-in game. 
um, if you're one of those two teams. But overall, I'm not really a fan of the play-in tournament. I know why Same. it was initially put in, but at this point, I think they should get rid of it because essentially you have now like 20 teams making the some sort of playoff in, in some way, which is way too many. So um, I'm just not a fan of it. I think you know if you're not in the top eight, you're not in the top eight. Why do we need to have you know an opportunity for teams that are 38 and 42? Bingo. You know, 40 and 40 in the playoffs. I don't really you don't see a point in that. So, I mean, overall, the eight seed's not going to beat the one seed anyway. The seven seed probably won't beat the two. Uh, and then, so I guess in that standpoint, it really doesn't matter that much. The Lakers might beat the Grizzlies. I was about to say, like you said the seven seed won't beat the two, so you're telling me that you don't think the Lakers could beat here's Memphis? here's the thing. Traditionally, the NBA does not have first-round upsets, especially That's of true. that magnitude. Um, it's just not how it how it works. You know, the NBA, you have your top few seeds. Once in a while, you'll get an upset. But typically, if it's not a one or two seed, they're not making the finals most years. Maybe a three, maybe a four. But, I mean, realistically, you know, the top seeds win in the NBA playoffs. And that's just usually how it is. Um, and now some make the argument that it's even easier because of the play-ins those bottom seeds have to play a few games before they go into the seven game series against the well-rested at that point top seeds right but does that maybe give you some momentum i don't know i don't know it depends on what side of the argument you want to make yeah so overall i mean when you're playing a seven game series you know the the better teams typically going to win those matchups now if any team is going to make that kind of run you do look at the lakers as a seven seed with two of the still two of the best players in the world and Anthony Davis actually playing up to his ability as of late, um, opposed to how he has been. This you know, I mean, this is the best he's played since the bubble. Yeah. Uh so, you know, if you get that version of A D, you obviously have LeBron now healthy again. Uh that gives the Lakers a chance. It, it's the, certainly the most experienced you know, one-two punch in the West besides, of course, the Warriors and what they've been able to do over the years. But I wouldn't completely count them out, and I wouldn't really want to face them, uh, especially if they end up getting a six and, and draw Sacramento in the uh, first round, which I don't believe is a possibility, but it may still be one. Let me look. Yeah, they could still get the six. They could jump uh, Golden State. So if that happens, you know, I wouldn't want to face the Lakers in the first round as Memphis or Sacramento, but especially as Sacramento. Because yeah. Memphis had a good enough run last year that you believe in them still uh, to potentially be able to do that again. But, you know, the Kings, a team of mainly role players. I know some people are saying that they are definitely, you know, a legitimate three seed in the West. But I just look at their team, and, and when it comes to crunch time and, you know, big moments in the playoffs, who do you turn to on the Sacramento Kings? DeMontis Sabonis? Like, is that really going to be the guy that carries you uh, on a deep playoff run? I just don't think so. But Probably not. We'll just have to wait and see. I mean, the Lakers, besides LeBron and AD, really don't have anybody that you look to as a, you know, a secondary scoring option that certainly is appealing. So it should be an interesting playoffs and uh, definitely looking forward to it. There's no real favorites, at least in the West. Uh, the East, you know, you definitely have your top three teams, and besides that, there's a lot of question marks about those other teams. So I think it's it's going to be a really interesting playoffs. And, and since we've had kind of a change in the NBA from the power super teams, um, 
you know, the league has definitely gotten more interesting, at least from a postseason perspective. We know a lot of players are load managing and stuff like that. But once you get to the playoffs, the NBA is still uh, very intriguing. So I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, definitely. And uh, sadly, no Wizards in the playoff once again. We talked about this yesterday. Actually, did we talk about it yesterday? Yeah, we did. We, yeah, we talked did. about uh, them being eliminated, the Capitals being eliminated, gave our thoughts but we on talked the coaches about should be fired. Which... How it was reported yesterday via The Athletic yep. that Wes Unseld Jr., will, he will return for 2023-2024. His two years remaining on his contract. The Wizards have missed the playoffs for the first two seasons of his contract. They fell last night to the Hawks, 134-116. They're now 34-45. Uh, but no Wizards in the playoffs once again. Uh, so no playoff basketball here on Talk Rated WRNR. But let's move on to another D.C. team. And uh, things could be coming. There's a deadline coming here in about a month and a half. As uh, according to A.J. Perez of Front Office Sports, who's been on this uh, story since the beginning, since Dan Snyder had hired Bank of America Securities to, over, uh, to help oversee the sale of the team, he said... Sources said the current target is to select a bidder ahead of the start of the next owner's meetings on May 22nd, which is a day before the start of their voluntary organized team activities. Uh, It's interesting here is we've never really heard anything definitive about a date. And also in the article, he goes on to say that uh, that he recently learned that Snyder has no problem with Jeff Bezos entering the bidding and said he'd welcome him in the process. He thought before that he was out, didn't want him in there because of all the stories that the Washington Post that Jeff Bezos owned owns. We didn't want him because of that, but he's since learned that uh, Jeff Bezos, just the owner. He is, does no editorial yeah, he's not power. The executive editor. Yeah. So, so uh, pretty interesting. We set they set the May twenty second deadline. I think uh, he also learned that. Could you imagine? Sorry, I'll let you go first. I was going to say I think he also learned that Jeffrey Bezos has a lot of money. I was going to say, could you imagine if Jeff Bezos was the actual executive editor of the Washington Post? Like he has to be in the office or yeah. read each article, like redact this, uh, put this as the top story. Yeah. With the bazillion other things he has to do, he'd actually have to be staying up at like 2 a.m. to make sure the post is put together. <laughs> that would be interesting. It's also reported in here that as, we, as we've as we kind of understood that Josh Harris, uh, Michael Rails, and Magic Johnson, they're the potential leaders right now, unless Bezos enters. Is that the group you want to buy? I think so. I don't know. Just like I don't, Master Chief's I don't necessarily know that I want Steve Op- Ostapopoulos, is how you believe how you say his name. What's wrong with Steve? I don't know. Steve-O? Steve-O. Steve A. Steve A. Steve uh, A. It starts with an A. Yeah. Ostapopoulos. Stephen A. Smith. Not Stephen A. Smith. Not Stephen A. Smith. Uh, but we know there's a deadline there. Final story here. We'll kind of get Nick's take on it. As uh, the Ravens GM has spoke, he said it is possible for them to pick a quarterback in round one uh, with Lamar Jackson's situation still not figured out. Well, that was a paraphrase of what he said. What he said was, yes, they have quarterbacks in the top 31 picks of the draft, which doesn't every team. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's a possibility. Um, I mean, if somebody falls to you, you'd be kind of dumb not to take them, especially if you have them ranked that high. If for some reason, you know, one of the top quarterbacks fell and you know that Lamar Jackson seems to want out, I wouldn't think anybody would question that pick. But the chances of somebody falling to them at 22 is pretty slim. Yeah, very slim. And then slim. if they trade up, people are going to question it. Yeah. Right. 
but I don't think they're trading up. Yeah, probably exactly. not trading up. All right, well, that will do it for this edition of the Sports Mixing Year. Nats baseball for the first few innings, beginning at 340 with a 4-10 first pitch as they're out in Colorado taking on the Rockies. Then at 540, we'll transition over to high school softball as Spring Mills host Jefferson. That is a 6 p.m. first pitch. Uh, and you can hear that on Radio TV and WRNR TV on YouTube. But that'll do it for us here. For Colin McLaughlin, Nick Verzellini, I'm Spencer Please saying so long. We'll talk to you again tomorrow. You're listening to 106.5 FM and 7:40 AM Talk Radio WRNR Martinsburg, Carnesville, Ranson.